global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures and learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. U.S. stock index futures are higher, and indication stocks will trim their first weekly drop in four, mirroring a global equity rally as investors reassess stimulus measures in Europe. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures have 17 points. Dow E-mini futures have 130. NASDAQ E-mini futures have 44. DAX in Germany is up 3.1%. CAC in Paris up 3%, and the FT100 up 1.6%. Ten-year Treasury up 132 the yield 1.92%. NYMEX crude oil up 1.8% or 69 cents to 38.54 a barrel. COMEX gold is down 3 tenths percent or $4.30 to 12.68.30 an ounce. The euro, $1.1123, the yen, $113.61. And Deutsche Bank, which runs Europe's biggest investment bank, saying it expects the industry's revenue to decline this year as clients consider pulling back from trading some fixed-income securities and refrain from doing deals. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Friday morning, futures up 20 earlier, now up 17 as well. It is 848 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Ramesh Panuru, a columnist for Bloomberg View. What a lot of commentators see in Donald Trump's political ascent is reinforcement for their own long-held views. And they find that reinforcement regardless of the evidence. Take the argument that Republicans created the conditions for Trump's success by teaching their followers to value obstruction and hate President Obama. It's a strange theory, since Trump is the Republican candidate who has given Obama the most praise and talks the most about making deals. And he has lagged among voters who call themselves very conservative, the people whom one would expect to be most anti-Obama. In truth, several streams feed Trump's river. Opposition to the Republican establishment, economic anxiety, and concern about illegal immigration are all playing a role. But so is admiration for successful businessmen. An oversimplified view of Trump's coalition can lead us to mistaken conclusions. We may take an unfair and alarming view of millions of our fellow citizens. And we may wrongly assume that nothing can be done to persuade his supporters to reconsider their votes. I'm Ramesh Panuru. For more view, please go to BloombergView.com or view Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. And Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard hourly weekdays on Bloomberg Radio. Michael? Well, we have perhaps seen the uh, last of the Republican debates for the time being, depending on how uh, turnout is uh, and the vote goes uh, next Tuesday. But uh, before they ended, Brett Bayer spent quite a bit of time on stage with the candidates as host of many of the debates for Fox News and his Fox News special report, one of the most watched news programs out there. And you can listen, of course, to Fox News Sunday, 12 p.m. and 4 p.m. every Sunday here on Bloomberg Radio. Brett, I, we saw last night Donald Trump beginning to suggest that he might try to move away from some of his most extreme positions um, in, the, in, the, in the manner that candidates do once they feel they're the party's nominee. But uh, others have raised the question, and uh, this came up, I know, at your debate, of whether Donald Trump can, or if he changes his positions, he loses the support of all the people who are so far out there in their anger. Right. Tom, like, good morning. I, I think the unique thing about Donald Trump is that uh, he has used flexibility 
on issues as a benefit uh, in a primary where at least going in, sticking to your guns, uh, fighting for principle was the thing that a lot of people thought was going to drive the day, and, and hence Ted Cruz's nomination uh, could have been a possibility. Right now, Donald Trump is in position, uh, and really the only one in position, to get to the majority of delegates without a contested convention. Now, he uh, is... Um He's been called the end of the Republican Party. Uh, you're very close to people in the party. Uh, what What do you think? Well, they're they're really um, pulling their hair out. They don't know exactly what to do. Um, there are some who think uh, when Donald Trump is the nominee, there will be a massive loss to Hillary Clinton, and the party will restructure itself. There are others who think that he is a candidate who is unique unto himself, and he will compete in states that other Republicans would not, and think that he has a shot against Hillary Clinton. Um, I think those are the optimistic of the bunch. Within this, in, in Vox yesterday, I'm searching for the bar chart right now, Brett Beer, but Vox put out a terrific chart going back a good 30 years of the summation of negative and positive tone on each of the major candidates. And it's really everybody else, and there's nuances, Romney, Clinton, back to Bob Dole, etc. And then there's uniquely the negative perception of Mr. Trump. How does he shift that and when? It's got to happen soon. I think to, last night was part of it, uh, Tom. I think, you know, this kind of quiet, uh, not jumping down people's throats, not counterpunching right away, um, a, a tone and tenor of that debate was an example of him shifting. Um, but you're right. His negatives are up at <clears throat> above 60%. I mean, folks, they're a jump condition over everybody else we've grown up with. Now, I will say that Hillary Clinton's negatives are, are pretty high, too. Um, but much like Mitt Romney went into that election uh, with Romney care, unable right. to fight the battle against Obamacare really effectively, uh, there are some who are concerned right. that because of honest and trustworthy numbers, Donald Trump essentially is is neutered in the same way. And now, folks, we go to Bloomberg Surveillance News Breaking. House Speaker Paul Ryan and his counsel has sent a cease and desist letter to Brett Baer over the draft <laughs> Ryan group because Brett Baer needs more ratings. Come on, this is off your blog this week. Are you kidding me? Now they're going to get Speaker Ryan into this? Yeah, well, uh, listen, there are these uh, groups that are imagining this uh, person on a white horse coming into the convention in Cleveland and saving the day. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Right, you could get the Florida vote if you run. <laughs> you never know. Talk golf. Uh, <laughs> I I got uh, I got to quickly ask you about the other side of the uh, political coin on the yeah. Democratic side. Um, Bernie Sanders making a race of it, but Hillary Clinton, the, you know, the delegate math is is pretty overwhelming. Somebody asked me last night after watching the Democratic debate and then watching the Republican debate and watching Donald Trump debate, um, he has no policies and he basically just says we need a good deal uh, to everything. Uh, how will Hillary Clinton do in a debate against Donald Trump. He dominates the other people who are on the stage on the Republican side. Will it be different with her? Yeah, I mean, that's really fascinating. I mean, she is a policy wonk and is very comfortable into the details. He is not comfortable there, uh, but he is comfortable uh, 
you know, saying things at 30,000 feet that people say, okay, let's give him a shot. I think he's riding a wave of anger against Washington that says, forget it, kick the table over, let's start, somebody's going to shake it up. She is clearly establishment, so that, that'll be quite a battle. Brett Bayer, it's going to be a fascinating battle to follow with you here on uh, Bloomberg Radio, and you can listen, of course, to Fox News Sunday, 12 and 4. May, may I state that the left and the right simply say that he and some slash all of his cohorts have done a great job at Fox? Yeah. Full disclosure. Special report. Um, Scott Brown is uh, still with us uh, from Raymond James. Uh, and, Scott, this sort of leads into a question I wanted to I'll put to you as uh, the economic representative on the program here now. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has a very interesting survey out today uh, suggesting that three qu- more than three-quarters of the forecasters in their latest survey, uh, they, they survey economists around the country in all kinds of jobs, say the presidential election has introduced more uncertainty than is typical, and about uh, two-thirds of them say that if, uh, no, four-fifths of the economists say that if you elected Mr. Sanders or Mr. Trump, they would have to lower their economic forecasts, that that would be an economic negative for the country. Yeah, it's hard to say for sure, particularly, uh, you know, if you look at, at Trump's proposals, because there's really not a lot there. Uh, there. There are no details. Uh, but, you know, when he talks about uh, tearing up trade deals, I mean, that is a huge deal. I mean, the, the, these things are designed so that you're not able to back away from them. Uh, tearing them up means that you're going to set off this chain reaction, uh, which is not going to be good, good for the global economy. Um, now, when push comes to shove, I think, you know, he, if Trump wins the nomination, you're going to get the establishment Republicans coming in and trying mm-hmm. to kiss and make up. And, he, you know, the new president will have to deal with Congress. And the president, uh, you know, is never going to get everything that he wants uh, in his administration. I mean, you look at the Obama administration and, you know, you've you've got the stalemate, Uh, presumably with a Republican in the White House, Republican in both chambers of Congress, uh, then some things can get done. Mm. But, you know, you look at the Bush administration and we had, you know, two unfunded wars, two, uh, you know, a a prescription drug plan that wasn't paid for. so, you know, you need to be careful. I mean, the stalemate, you know, it kind of works. I mean, if you remember during the, the Clinton administration, you know, the Republicans didn't get their big tax cuts, the Democrats didn't get their big spending programs, and you ended up with a budget surplus at the end of it. Uh, but at this point, I think things have to come together, but you're not really seeing much, much uh, working together uh, on, on Capitol Hill. Scott, thank you so much. Scott Brown with Raymond James uh, with us this morning. We'll have you on for a longer period here in the near future. Very, very uh, interesting on the ramifications on the U.S. economy of where we are. Lower GDP growth and a bit, just a bit of inflation. Another hour this Friday of Bloomberg Surveillance. <laughs>